0: Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters, presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, it's Mrs. Kovach. Today I'll be reading from the book Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes. part one dead how small i look laid out flat my stomach touching the ground my right knee bent and my brand new nike stained with blood i stood and stared at my face my right cheek flattened on the concrete my eyes are open wide and my mouth too i'm dead i thought i was bigger tough but i'm just a bit of nothing my arms are outstretched like i was trying to fly like superman i barely turned sprinting pow pow two bullets Legs gave way. I fell flat hard and I hit the snowy ground. Ma's running. She's wailing. My boy, my boy. And a policeman holds her back. Another policeman standing over me murmuring, it's a kid. It's a kid. And mom's struggling. She gasps like she can't breathe and she falls to her knees and screams. I can't bear the sound. Sirens wail. Other cops are coming. Did someone call the ambulance? I'm still dead, alone on the field. The policeman closest to me is rubbing his head in his hand. His gun dangles. The other policeman is watching Ma like she's going to hurt someone. And then he shouts, stay back. People are edging closer, snapping pictures, taking videos with their phones. Stay back, the policeman. His hand covers his holster. More people come. Some shout. I hear my name. Jerome, it's Jerome. Still, everyone stays back. Some curse, some cry. It doesn't seem fair. No one ever paid me any attention. I skated by, kept my head low, and now I'm famous. Chicago, Chicago Tribune, officer, I had no choice, Jerome Rogers, 12, shot in an abandoned street, green street lot, officer said he had a gun, alive, December 8th, morning, come straight home, you hear me, Jerome, come straight home, I will, I always do, Molly's down, she hugs me, grandma slides another stack of pancakes on my plate, promise, promise, Same ritual every day. I stuff a pancake in my mouth. Kim sticks out her tongue. I'm the good kid. Wish I wasn't. I've got my troubles, but I don't get in trouble. Big difference. I'm pudgy, easily teased, but when I'm grown up, everyone's going to be my friend. I might even be president like Obama. Kim says she believes me, and that's why I put up with her. She can be annoying, asking too many questions. Like, What makes a cloud and why is her shapes different? Telling me Minecraft is stupid and begging me to help her pick out a library book. Hurry up, else she'll be late, says grandma. She hands ma a lunch sack. At school, me and Kim get free lunch. Everybody works in her house. Mom is a receptionist at the Holiday Inn. Her shift starts at 8 a.m. Me and Kim's job, says mom, is going to school. Pop leaves the house at 4 a.m. He's a sanitation officer and he drives a truck. In the old days, there was a driver and two men hanging off the truck sides, leaping down to lift up and dump smelly trash cans. Now a steel arm picks up the bin. Pop does the whole route by himself. He stays in the air-conditioned cabin, staring, pressing the button for the mechanical arm and listening to Motown. The Temptations, Smokey Robinson, The Supreme, 60 Pop Music, lame. Hip-hop is better. Grandma keeps house. She cooks, she cleans, she makes so me and Kim aren't home alone. Have snacks, homework help, though I prefer to play video games. After school is troublesome, says mom, pushing back her chair. I kiss her. Come straight home, mom repeats, tucking in her white uniform shirt. Grandma hugs, squeezes me like I'm a balloon. She pecks my cheek. I'm worried about you. Been having bad dreams. Don't worry. That's my other job, comforting Ma and grandma. Grandma worries the most. She has dreams, premonitions, she calls them. Worries about bad things happening, but I don't know about that. Why or where or when? Sometimes I dream lightning strikes or earthquakes. Sometimes it's dark clouds mushrooming in the sky. I wake troubled. Remembering her words, I worry. I know Ma will remind her to take her blood pressure pill. Pop worries too, but he usually doesn't say so. Early morning before he leaves for work, he always stops by my room. Kim's too. He opens the door and there's a shaft of hallway light. I've gotten used to it. Eyes closed, I pretend to be asleep. Pop looks and looks and then softly closes the door and goes to work. Jerome, grandma clasps my shoulder. Tell me three good things. I pause, grandma is truly upset. Half moon shadows rim her eyes. Three, Jerome, please. Three, grandma's special number. Three means all optimism and joy. Grandma says it every day. Heaven, earth, and water. Three means you're close to the angels. I lick my lips. One, school's fun. Hold up two fingers. I like it when it snows. And then three, when I grow up, I'm going to have a cat. A dog too, but I can't say that. A dog would be four good things, and I can't ruin the magic of three. Grandma ex- exhales. I said exactly what she needed to hear. Fine. I told her I'm fine. I stuff my books into my bag. I wink, wave, bye to Ma. Steady hard, she says, both smiling and frowning. She's happy I comforted Grandma, but unhappy with Grandma's southern ways. She wants me and Kim to be educated. She pokes her fingers at us when she says, you educated Jerome. Sometimes the poke hurts a bit, but I get it. Grandma dropped out of elementary school to care for her young sisters. Mom and pop finished high school, and me and Kim were supposed to go to college. Kim is by the front door, backpack slung over her shoulder. Kim's nice, but I don't tell her that. She's bony, all elbows and knees. When she's a teenager, I'll be grown. Everyone will worry more about her than me. Ma always says in this neighborhood, getting... A child to adulthood is perilous. I looked up the word perilous, risky, dangerous. I pull Kim's braid, frowning. She swats my hand. Can't be good all the time. Later, I'll take my allowance and buy Kim a book. Something scary and fun. We walk to school. Not too fast like we're running. Not too slow slow, like we're daring someone to stop us. Our, Our walk has to be just right. Green Street isn't peaceful. And it's not green either. Just brick houses Some lived in, some abandoned, out-of-work men play cards on the street. Eight blocks to travel between home and school. On the fifth block from our house is Green Acres. A meth lab exploded there and two houses burnt. Neighborhoods. Neighbors try to clear the debris, make a basketball court, but it's pathetic. A hoop without a net, spray-painted lines, planks of wood hammered into a sad set of bleachers. At least somebody tried. Two blocks from school, drug dealers slip. Powder or pill packets to customers, stuffing cash into their pockets. Pop says not enough jobs, but still it's wrong. Drugs kill. Me and Kim cross the street away from the dealers. They're not the worst, though. School bullies are the worst. Bullies never leave you alone, and most days I try to stay near adults. Lunchtime I hide in the locker room, the supply closet, or even the bathroom. Kim slips her hand in mine, and she knows. I'll meet you after school, I say. You always do, she squeezes my palm. You have a good day. Yep, I said, trying to smile, searching the sidewalk for Eddie, Snap, and Mike. They like to dump my backpack, push me, pull down my pants, hit me upside the head. Kim clutches her hand, purses her lips. She's smart for a third grader. She knows surviving the school day isn't easy for me. She never tells. Ma, pop, grandma have never had to worry about it. They know Kim's popular and I'm not, but they don't need to worry. And they don't need to know I'm being bullied. Kimmy, a girl shouts, and Kim flashes me a grin. I nod, and then she skips up to the school steps. Her braids bouncing as she and um, her friend chatter and giggle, crossing left into the elementary school. The middle school's to the right. Yo, Jerome. I look over my shoulder, hugging my backpack closer. My grinning, Eddie and snap, fish, fist clenched, thug posing, standing by his side. Gosh, you have to be super careful. During lunch, I hide in the bathroom. Maybe they'll forget about me. Find another target. I can hope, just like I can hope to win the lottery, a million dollars. Dead. Ghost. The apartment is packed. Ma, sisters, Uncle Manny, my cousins, Reverend Thornton. The kitchen table's covered with food. My favorites, potato salad, lemon meringue pie, pork chops. And if anyone wasn't so sad-faced, I'd swear it's a party. I reach for the cornbread square and my hand passes right through it. Weird, but it's okay. I'm not hungry. I guess I'll never be hungry again. I move circling the room. People don't pass through me. It's like they they sense I'm taking up space even though they can't see me. They shift and lean away and I'm glad for that. It's enough being dead without folks entering and leaving me like Ghostbusters. Ma's in my bedroom lying on my bed with the orange basketball sheets. A poster of Stephen Curry shooting a ball is taped on the wall. Ma's eyes are swollen. Grandma holds her hand like she's a little girl. I don't feel much like I'm air touching the furniture in Ma's hand. Maybe that's what's supposed to happen when you're dead. But seeing Ma crying makes me want to crush, slam something into the ground. Inside me hurts. Outside me feels nothing. And I try to touch her. Nothing, just like the cornbread. Ma shivers and it makes me sad that I can't comfort her.